Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome, if you're very lucky, to your bi-weekly dose of Not Without My Sister. Uh, today we're going to take our current affairs approach to um, a couple of interesting articles that we've read. I'd like to welcome my guest, Rosemary McCabe. How are you, Rosemary? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. No, no worries. It's it's great to have you here. When uh, you say bi-weekly, do you mean twice a week or every two weeks? Please don't interrupt me. That's Sorry. not what guests do. That's constructive overlapping. <laughs> I'm your host, Beatrice McCabe. I have today with me in studio... Like I already said, Rosemary, she has, she is, you know, she's really great and agreeable, not annoying me at all. No, I was also called out for like being annoyed by you. I'm like, how can I, I mean, honestly, I don't take these comments personally, but like I do. I mean, how can I be criticized for the fact that you're annoying me and I hence am annoyed? No, no, I got it. I was like, maybe I was like having a bad week that week. I get it. Because like, you're never annoying. You're a ray of sun. I think the word you're searching for is sorry, Rosemary. No, I'm sorry to the listeners that I came across that way. You're grand. You didn't even notice. Excuse me, I did. I wrote that comment myself. (laughs) Can you imagine? Okay, so, uh, you know, interestingly enough, we've been seeing some common themes in our reading. I believe I was reading Il Guardiano, The Guardian, and you were reading also Il Guardiano. Il Guardiano, also The Guardian. Gorgian, Gorgian. Actually, 200 years old, I saw. Interesting. And then I saw that there was some documentary on the BBC that was pulled because The Guardian came in and said, like, are you sure you have your facts straight? And they then pulled their documentary about cryptocurrency, apparently. There was some young up and coming... I don't know, billionaire who said oh. he'd made his fortune from cryptocurrency and The Guardian apparently questioned this, the veracity of this claim and the BBC Fucking immediately good. pulled the documentary. Yeah, Good. Anyway, so you read, you were reading Dining Across the Divide. And what was I reading? I think I was reading the headline of something that I, I thought sounded interesting. I think you were reading The Cut, weren't you? Was it, oh, was you know what? It wasn't The Guardian. You're right. It was The Cut. Thanks for that, Rosemary. NYMAG.com, The Cut. And the headline, but I haven't read it yet because I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to be <laughs> overly researched. Correct. But I also didn't want to be biased, in my opinion. I wanted oh. to come to it with a fresh mindset. It was if you were in, in an interview and you decide that this company is not for you, should you, is it ever appropriate to stand up and leave? And 
you and I today discussing dining across the divide were having a very similar conversation where you said like it seems to be that one of the diners has a great time and the other one is highly offended and uncomfortable and says afterwards we had a terrible time and didn't get on at all but never has left and I actually read it yesterday I read it as well I read it I think the one there was a woman and a man and I don't know obviously what their names were but she was a lesbian a pro-abortion individual oh and he was this young guy who was highly, very anti-abortion highly and highly conservative and was and in some anti-abortion group wasn't he yes and he was also anti-trans anti uh, any LGBTQ yes yeah yeah I plus oh didn't he compare it to bestiality at one point and incest yes yeah and, and he she just didn't leave no she didn't leave and you know I thought and at the end she's, she was smiling and, and you know at the end she said I just he was I was so I found it difficult she said she went home she talked to her girlfriend and the girlfriend said why didn't you leave or why didn't you you know tell him to F off basically and she said but he was smiling the whole time yeah. he was so nice and I thought yeah. that was really interesting it was very striking you know what though I, I just want to just explain when I brought up Dining Across the Divide I was saying isn't it interesting how two people can have a conversation and come away from it with totally different things you're the one who actually made me think where you were like but isn't it interesting how the offensive one is always the one who was like, I had a great time and isn't aware or doesn't care that think, they've been offensive. I think doesn't care because when these, in my opinion, these extremely strongly held views against things seem to seem not to ever be able to be called into question. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't want to be like, that's a very sweeping statement, but seem very, you know, so passionately held that there's kind of no room for doubt or questioning of like, could this be wrong? There's like, there's no... I think very often with these dining across the divides, like what I read them and I think, oh, will they, will they, one of them, but like there's no convincing each other. There is no, no nobody comes out and says, that was interesting. And maybe, yeah, you know, that gave me a fresh perspective yeah, no. on, yeah, maybe I shouldn't be so liberal. No, people are very fixed in their mindsets, you know, on both sides, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Because I mean, in this, in you know, dining across the divide, it's not even always about politics. It's just about different viewpoints on various topics. Although, I mean, obviously politics comes into it often, but it's British as well. So it's not even... You know, it's, no, it's, it's not as divisive as American. Well, it probably is, but there's a lot of Brexit, pro-Brexit, anti-Brexit, yeah. etc. Yeah. But the one, but it also made me, and this is where I said to you earlier on, like, do, did you ever, did you not ever have a date where you thought afterwards, you know what, I should have left at that point? Or, you know, an experience where, you know, you're so offended, but you you stay there because it's it's a bit like um, My Perfect Murder, whatever it's called. Um, my Favorite Murder. Yeah, My Favorite Murder, where it's like, the whole the old trope of you know the the single woman at, in the dark walking down the alleyway and you just go like somebody goes somebody goes to talk to you and instead of just like we're so trained to be polite we oh people. yeah 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 or like they're always well well they have a whole slogan about uh, fuck politeness because the whole thing with mm-hmm. Ted Bundy was he used to ask people can you help me get this in the trunk of my car yeah no I know but I'm saying it it's yeah. it's true you know because people like, you have those moments where you're uncomfortable where somebody stops you in the road. Like you don't know this person. You don't owe them anything. I mean, of course, it's nice to be polite. But yeah. if there's any way in which you're putting yourself into into any kind of danger, like you're not obliged Fuck to do politeness. so. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's interesting. We had a similar conversation with William, our nine-year-old, a couple of weeks ago, where I basically said to him, what would you do if somebody, if like somebody stopped in their car and asked you to help them? And he was like, well, I would help them. And I was like, no. Like an adult never needs your help. An adult you don't know does not need you, a child, to help them. Sorry, a what? An adult, because he doesn't understand when I say adult. Of course he does. No, he doesn't. He goes, what's an adult? Or he goes, what's a mouse? <laughs> this is his favorite thing to do. Dad, she said mouse. 
What's a mouse? Or Finn said one day, shree. When I said a tree, a, sh- a shree, and the look of absolute disdain. And he knows, and he knows full well what I'm saying. Shree. I'm like, I'm going to fucking murder you. I'm going to bury you under a shree. I ha- <laughs> didn't say that. Didn't say that. He's only, he's only seven. I have to say that I'm, I'm impressed by their tiny, malicious little They're brains. such little creeps. After the first time that they said it, and I looked in rage, and Brandon literally went purple trying not to laugh and failing. And now they know. They're like, this is what we say. And she's Oh my God, us. they totally know. They entirely know. Sure, the three-year-old, my own three-year-old so now annoying. says, can I, mom, can I, I have your phone? And I go, no, you can't. I mean, and, and not for very long. I go, no, you can't. And he goes, I'd be your best friend. I'm like, you are my best friend. I'm not. But I mean, <laughs> how does he know this at three? You know, like, this is how I'm I get not. what I want. Yeah, I'm Oh my God, do you remember Chance? I never love you again. <laughs> you said that all the time. You'd go like... Chance, put that down. And I never love you again. Okay. (laughs) Psycho. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. So have you, you know, I mean, I've been on, I I just, I'm just going to say I've been on plenty of dates. (laughs) No, I've been on plenty of terrible dates. Can we, can we take it back a second though? Have you ever walked away from any conversation? Sorry, that's what I'm about to say. No, no, no. But like not just a date. Stop interrupting me. Oh, stop interrupting me. Constructive overlapping. Stop constructively overlapping with me. It's fine. It's fine. Feel free to feel free to see you. That's a good one, right? No, of course I haven't. Have you? I mean, Don likes to walk away from me. Oh, Don's good at that. I mean, he's not good at it. Oh, my God. I have an ex-boyfriend. I won't tell his name, but let's just say it rhymes with Shmeem, who used to. <laughs> I, I was like, I was like Sh- that doesn't. I was like, Stephen doesn't rhyme with Shmeem. Oh, oh, you for idiot. God's sake, yeah. Whenever we had an argument, he used to storm out of the room. Drove me yeah, mad. Yeah, but that's not the same. No, right? no, that's no. like um, that's because I was going to say that about Don. Like, it's not this. It's still extremely annoying because it also makes everything into a bigger deal than it actually is, you know. But it's not. So that's a different conversation. Yeah, but, yeah. But I'm, but this is like, have you ever actually thought to yourself, "I'm not engaging in this conversation yeah. because I'm offended and like I I don't need to sit here listening to this." Like, it's not my job. Number one, to educate you, right? Or maybe you are educated and I'm on the wrong side of the argument. But like, we're not. A, you know, I'm not enjoying this. It's not helpful to me. No, or like you're being deliberately like offensive and yeah. intrusive and you're I don't not, want to listen to this. As I say in America, you're not filling my bucket <laughs> and I'm I'm leaving. You know, like I'm a grown up and I, it's my I'm it's my prerogative to leave if I wish to do so. No, of course I haven't. Have you? No. And now that you ask me all like I'm just thinking of all the times that I should have. Like, you know, I'm getting annoyed. So I'm like, oh, my God, I should have then. And I should have then. Well, give us an example then. of where you should have. Well, I, I have a feeling you did leave a couple of things. You have left a couple of things in your life. Okay, so there was one time, right. I got a job at Dunn's. I think I've told this story before. And there was a whole... So basically, I got this job at Dunn's when I was in college and I was like, great, because they paid quite well, right? It's a perfect part-time job. And then they were like, come in for our three-hour induction. And I was like, what? Induction? No, no, actually, they said, come in on Tuesday night for induction and to get your uniform or something. And I thought it would be like 10 minutes going, here's the <laughs> here's the locker, here's where you check in, here's your uniform. So I'd never... Like, any other job I'd had, that's what it had been. This was like a three-hour... We're going to start at six. We'll take a break at 7.30 and we'll go on until nine. And we're going to do this and this. And we're going to go through health and safety. And we're going to go through this. And we're going to go through that. Were there snacks? I think there were probably going to be. Could I didn't get to the snacks. Stay party, like, they left us for 15 minutes. Was but there it, wine? No, there wasn't wine. If anything, it said there was water. Probably some Ribena. But there probably was Ribena. Or like red lemonade. TKs. Remember that? Anyway. <laughs> so we sat down and I already was raging. Because I was like, I was playing and playing Grand Theft Auto with those boys I fancied down the hall. Down the priorities. Down, down the corridor, yeah. So sat down and, started, and they started talking about how 
every night before you leave, they're going to go through your bag and go and empty out your pockets. And they do this every night and blah, blah, blah. I was like, because I just, I'd never had a job like this before. And they were, they, they were really kind of pushing it home. Like, we do this to everyone. Like, we just trust no one. Like, you know, this is equal opportunities, you know, like even them, even the managers, even this, even that. And I was like, this sounds awful. And then they started talking about other awful things. I can't even remember. Like, just. I take it you're not looking for a job in Duns in your future. No. No. Well, they just started talking about it. It sounded like a lot of hard work, Beatrice. That wasn't I'd really what I was there for. I'd say that's now what it was. that is the crux of it. Because I mean, at the end of the day, that sort of practice is pretty standard in a lot of retail, in a lot of retail. I know. And I had worked in a few different retail shops and where it never, like that had never happened, but they've been smaller boutiques, you know. Anyway. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God. Go Not on. Dune's boutique, but a different boutiques. Anyway, I was just like, oh, this is a very long night. I really didn't like, the one given the presentation also just seemed very like, not nice and I was like this just seems awful it was giving me a bad you know it was like give me a bad taste oh so this was the interview that you did say this isn't a good fit for me and I'm leaving no mm-hmm. what I'm saying is it's akin to that you said this isn't a good yes, fit for me so they're going to expect me to be highly professional they want to make sure I'm not stealing and they're going to expect me to do some work and tonight they're asking that after I, I'd worked in the cheese shop and I was like they're yeah. going to notice if I steal the, the parmesan and they're tonight know. they're no, expecting me parmesan. to work for free basically right yeah, they expect want me to put in three hours for free three hours of my time for free but anyway, sorry, just to clarify, this is after the interview, so I'd already been offered the job. So this is I the know, I'm saying it's akin to... It's akin to... to, the, to yes, to yes. The, I, I keep saying article, but in fact, I just read the headline. After this, yes. I'll be doing my due diligence. It's and akin to this article. headline that Beatrice diligently and thoroughly read. So anyway, <laughs> I then put up my hand and I said, excuse me. I was like, sorry to interrupt. I remember almost word for word and I said, I really, to be honest... I don't think this is going to be for me and I don't want to waste any more of your time. So, so nice. I'm just so going to leave. Yeah, I thought so. And she said... Excuse me? And I said, I just, I, I don't really feel like this is going to be for me. So. A good fit, just like the headline. Yeah. And I said, so, you know, I think I should just not like not waste any more of your time. And she went, um, what did she say? How so? <laughs> and, I, and I felt like going, well. Because you're grilling me right now. Yeah, this, this attitude is- isn't great. Yeah, good one. But instead I was like, um, I just, I just don't think it's for me. That's all I said. Just repeat, not for me. It's not for me. And then what did you do? You stood up and left? I left, yeah. Did you have your coat? Like, where was your coat? I think my coat was in the back of my chair. I like And they you... didn't search me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I like I that took you can... that re- red lemonade with me. Oh, my God. I like that you can repeat... I, I can't remember. Verbatim what I said. Where was your coat? I don't know. Okay. I'm, I'm now wondering if your memory is exactly all you Beatrice. say to be. My coat wasn't the important. The important part was that I took a stand and I meekly said, it's not for me, over and over and over again so, until she let me go. Okay, so anything else that you've ever done where you were, any person, any conversation that you've ever walked away from that was, you know, just stressing you out? I've tried to walk away from conversations with you, but you never let me. No. Um, I can't actually, I don't think, so. like, there are definitely situations where, in hindsight, I wish I had. Go on. You know what I mean? Well, give us an example. So I'm thinking about kind of work examples. Yeah, go on, give me one. Oh where, yeah, the one, where, the one where there was a comment about your leggings. But there anyway, was, no. I mean, because I shouldn't have walked away from that. I should have just you should have you should have ground. you should have walked slowly in your leggings away from that when you were told that leggings were not work appropriate. Okay, basically, clothing. so what happened was I was at the gym at lunchtime, came back to work, still in my gym gear, started eating my lunch in the kitchen, and was going to change into my gym gear before the workday began again at two. This is at like 1.45 or something. So I'm just going to eat something really quick and I'll get changed. 
And my my boss walked out of their office and they said, what the fuck are they? And they were like, they're chicken drumsticks. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? They're pieces of chicken tikka masala left over from my takeaway last night. And they said, what the fuck are they? What the fuck are they on your legs? And I said, leggings. And they said, like, do you know what? Even just answering that, it should have been like knees. Like the fact that you had to answer that is just a problem. Like, A, oh, you know what? I did read somewhere though yesterday because I watched, I should have said holograms. I'm actually naked. Oh, that'd be amazing. I watched the new Body Paint. I watched the new Netflix Reacher series. Did you watch it? I meant to tell you. I meant to tell you about it. Jack Reacher. Actually, six foot something. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I forgot to tell you. Watch the whole thing. (laughs) What the whole thing? You forgot to tell me. How many days have you been sitting on this for? About two weeks. I forgot to tell you. I forgot to tell you. What's it called? Reacher. (laughs) It's literally in the banner. Like, how does it not advertise to you? Sorry, I haven't even been looking at the banner. I've just been going straight to Sweet Sweet Magnolias. Okay, well, anyway, I watched the whole thing. It was was enjoyable. At least he is six foot something, right? Like a very tall individual. He's got a clock in his head, though. Yeah, lots (laughs) of skull crushing. And his, he, he, you know, very un... What's, what would you call it? Like very out of character. He rocks into like a small town and, you know, comes across a couple of crimes, meets a lovely lady, etc. And he's interacting with the local police force. And he says, you know, he says something like, fuck, you know, fuck this or whatever. And the chief of police or the head of the police department says, did you know that cursing is how a feeble mind over, you know, compensates for its own fibrility or whatever? And I was like, is it? I was like, that's a good line. But anyway, then I... I said it to somebody else and they were like, no, actually, did you know that in that science has found or science studies have found that the more in- intelligent you are, the more you curse or that oh. maybe it's not quite that. Maybe that's not quite the association, but that like people who curse tend to be highly intelligent. So I was fucking delighted with that. It's probably the first <laughs> time you've said fuck in this entire <laughs> podcast. That's only because mom and dad are listening. Usually I curse all the time. You're really making your I'm cool face. <laughs> I'm cool, I swear. I'm a cool mom. Anyway, well, should anyway. we just have to say like, you know, fuck off, right? I mean, isn't that what you wanted to say? Like, I mean, what? I, I can't actually, believe I should you have ha- said fuck off. That's what I'm saying. I can't somebody believe says to you what the fuck are you wearing? But you I get to say fuck but off. But sorry, also a boss saying what the fuck to you like is so, th- you know, oh, undermining listen. and inappropriate. This individual, individual in a random industry that you wouldn't have heard of, used to say fuck to us all the time. Oh. Like, I remember when I first started working there, you'd hear your voice, you'd hear your voice, you'd obviously hear your voice. You'd hear your name shouted down the corridor, right? From their office. Rosemary! And I remember when I first started, I was like, I'm not going anywhere until they come in and say, Rosemary, can I have a word? But they just keep shouting your name over and over and <laughs> over like again. kids. And then eventually somebody would be like, we'll just fucking go in. So you go in and they'd have something on their desk and they'd go, what the fuck is this? And you'd go, that, let me see that. Oh, that's an invoice from this person for this. And why the fuck are they sending it to me? You go, oh, they're obviously confused and they meant to send it to such and such. Let me just take it for you. Like this kind of shit the whole time. And you just be like, I don't know why you're screaming at me. You're being mad. But, but actually anyway. great training for having kids. Good point. I mean, not that, yeah, not that they curse, it. but they do just scream at the top of their lungs and have an amazing ability to just repeat your name. Oh yeah. Oh, you know, mom, mom. Yeah. No matter. And I, I honestly, I, and recently I've been doing this whole ignoring thing. Doesn't work. Doesn't work at no. all. Eventually I'm just like, what? Yeah, eventually everyone else in the room is just like, go in. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> what the fuck are these? And I went, these are leggings. And they said, they're hardly office appropriate. And I said, everyone in the office wears leggings, which was true. Very true. And then and then they said, no, they don't. And then another girl in the office walked out and said, we, we all wear leggings. And she happened to be wearing leggings. But the difference between her and I was that she was about 10 years younger and about 
10 stone ladder. Not quite 10 stone. Probably five. I don't, I don't mean to be pedantic right now, but do you mean her and me? Bless. The difference between... Oh, fuck off. <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm sure someone to have this conversation. It's too <laughs> confrontational. <laughs> Fucking getting out of here. Exactly. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. It's ridiculous conversation. I remember just being like... Like... And then they kind of gave up and went, for fuck's sake, and stormed off into their office. But and like, you were left there with the greasy chicken... <laughs> the chicken <laughs> drumstick <laughs> in one hand. <laughs> And my hand covering the giant <laughs> hole in my crotch, my leggings at the other hand. No, that these leggings were perfectly in order. Oh my God, do you know what Brandon said to me yesterday? I said I something love you. like, it's nearly Valentine's Day and I can't wait to get you gifts. Okay, shh. I said something about putting on a wash and he said, are you going to put your, are you going to put your, uh, what did he say? You and your one pair of leggings. And I was like, excuse me, I have five identical pairs of black leggings. Do you think? They're not identical, but I was like, do you think I've been wearing the same pair of black leggings every single day for six months? And he did. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I think my favorite thing that you told me about Brandon this week was when you were sobbing silently sobbing at the television it wasn't even that silent it wasn't the television I was reading a book oh so- I was reading okay. the push nobody told me what the push was about I was having a bad day and I was reading the push loudly sobbing then sobbing yeah. uncontrollably and at the end and I mean I also think you do do a bit of like extra sobbing if nobody's paying attention yeah, yeah. to you yeah no I do <laughs> yeah and also I was in the living room not only was Brandon there but the two kids were there and he revealed to me that Finn the, se- the seven year old went up to him and went why is Rosemary crying and he said, I don't know, bud. And I was like, and why didn't you, why didn't you ask me and see if I was okay? Because 
I was afraid it was something I'd done. Be so afraid of you. What? Sorry, if you think you've done something bad enough to make me cry, what did he do? Well, yeah, what's he done? What has he done? What? What? What has he done, Beatrice? <laughs> we Daniel wants to I'm know. I'm afraid I can't do my Northern accent anymore since somebody from Northern Ireland wrote in and said, like... Cultural appropriation. No, they were like... They made a comment that was somewhere along the lines of, like, incredibly bad. Well, that was rude. With a smiley face. With a smiley face. Oh, no. <laughs> I did it again. It's gone terrible. It's much better when the camera... Oh, no, it's camera's you not on. You sound a bit like Nadine from it's Girls much, Loud. She had a mad well, thanks. It's much better when the microphone's not on. I could have get into the swing of it. That that was Rosemary. <laughs> anyway, should have walked away from that. <sighs> should have walked away from... I remember I had another conversation. I've told the story, haven't I, about how I had a really bad migraine at work one day. Yeah, it's really bad like that you you really have very few relevant Shut stories. Okay. And I went over to my boss and I was like, hi. Oh, yeah, because because they've been on the phone and I've been waiting to go over and say, I'm really not feeling well. I need to go home. I kept feeling like I was going to get sick and my eyes were starting to get, you know, you're just going to start getting really, really sore and you're like, oh, my God, I can't really see probably. I think I'm going to puke. And they were on the phone and I waited about 25 minutes and then I was like, I'm just, oh yeah. And then they got off the phone and while they were on the phone, I had basically spoken to someone else and gone, look, I'm doing X, Y, Z. This is going to be wrapped up in the morning. I'm going to come in early. I'm going to do this, but I need to go home. I'm feeling really unwell. And then I went over to my boss when they got off the phone and I said, hey, I have a really bad migraine. I'm going to need to go home. I've already cleared, like sorted this out with this person. This is going to be done, blah, blah, blah. And they turned around to me and they said, excuse me, you're just telling me you're going home. And I, like a brat, but also baffled, went, what did you want me to ask your permission? Which I suppose was a bit cheeky, but like also was a bit cheeky if they were my teacher. You know what I mean? When they're like, mm. like, you're, like, I don't know. I mean, it, like, it probably was a I bit don't cheeky. Know, it was more. It, it's it's less the content of the sentence. It's more your tone of voice sounds incredibly. Probably my tone was very insubordinate. But also, yeah. like, if you're a manager, it was also an open plan office. If you're a manager and somebody comes up to you and goes, "I'm feeling incredibly unwell. I need to go home," you're not going to go. You're just telling me you're going home. Who would I mean, do that? This individual? This individual. Anyway, and then the next day this individual took me into the office to basically say, <laughs> to say, look, you know, what happened yesterday, we just don't talk to each other like that in this office. Like, it's just not acceptable. And I felt like going, no, we don't. You're correct. Because it was like two of us in it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they shouldn't have, have spoken to me the way they did and I shouldn't have reacted to them the way I... You know what I mean? Like, I was rude mm-hmm. in response. Yeah. Not that I'm like, they did it first, but they did it first. Sounds like you guys were dickheading over the, across the divide. Yeah. But in that moment, I almost felt like I should have gone, okay, noted, and just walked out. What did you say? Oh my God, this is terrible. I said... I assumed you did say that. No, I didn't. I said... I'm really sorry. It won't happen again. And then Beatrice, this is the worst part of it all. I don't think I've ever told anyone. I can't actually. Oh. <laughs> what? You can't have a, it's so, have a, it's so a, weird. It's so posture. weird. It's honestly like a moment out of Fleabag. I got down on one knee and I said, your lace is untied. And I started to tie their lace. This cannot be a true story. This is a true story. I literally went, oh, let me, let me get that. And I knelt down and I began to tie their shoelace because I noticed that it was untied in that very moment. It was the single most bizarre moment of my entire, the single most bizarre reaction. I should have walked away five minutes before the shoelace. And then that would never have happened. 
absolutely baffled right now. <laughs> I so was off to say really to you. uncomfortable now. I'm really sorry. I should never even have brought that up. I'm really sorry I said that. I Maybe we have to feel, take this out. No, I don't know if don't. I can put this out in I the world. I actually feel more sorry for this poor individual who was talking to you and then like right in front of them, you got down and on then, one knee and started to tie their... I feel yeah. like I'd be just going like, hands off the shoelace. And then this I went, weird. actually, this is a bit weird. What? And they, yeah. And they said, yeah, it is. And I stopped. Made him worse. Beatrice, no. I can't even. Why did you oh. not? Why did you not just at least finish up with a nice bow, double knot at least? <laughs> oh, this is weird. I should have taken out a lighter and just <laughs> melted the laces together. Do you ever, t- did I ever tell you about? The, you know, I should have. I um on the school bus when I was about ten. So we got this. Where I don't. Did you get the school bus? I had to get. This. Why did you not get the school bus? Because mom was working in the nearer by the time. Oh, I was mom in school. had made sure that she was available to <laughs> chauffeur you around. But I was sent yeah. on the school bus, where mother knew I was terribly bullied by um, an individual who lived, who was on the school bus before me and obviously dropped off after me, and my life was a torment, a living hell, may I say. And this individual who was rather rotund themselves, who can you say how to say that? Who who themselves was rather rotund. Who themselves was. Is that correct? Anyway, I don't know why I'm so obsessed with the grammar today. Who was also fat. Yeah, who was pretty chubby. I'll say who was pretty chubby. I mean, they were, you know, we were kids. So, like, yeah. I wouldn't say. Actually, he was very, very, he was very, bit like Billy Bunter, right? <laughs> so, Billy Bunter, anyway, every day that's would go, a, I think fat, that's a very so old fat, reference. so fatty, fatty, fat. So, I mean, you, can, you get the gist. To you. Yeah. From the minute I would get on the bus to the minute I would get off the bus. And I remember this particular day I was, he was shouting something at me and I was like rushing down the bus, trying to get away from him, like all flustered. And it was a big, you know, it was one of those, it wasn't, it was a single decker, but like it was pretty high. There were the steps up to it, you know, and I got a coach, coach, a coach. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I got down and I was at the dual carriageway and I got down and went, saw mom, was crying, saw mom, I was like nine maybe at this point, saw mom on the other side where she used to wait for me with the car. We're like, how fucking dangerous. She used to wait on, yeah. why didn't she park the car and cross, like as the grown up adult, cross yeah, the, yeah, the two cross lanes. Back with you. To cross, yeah. No, four lanes, Beatrice. Yeah, the four lanes. No, she'd stand the other side and go, one fatty. No, she didn't. <laughs> but, that's, but that's what she was asking. Anyway, she'd, she, she was on the other side and I went to run. I saw the gap in the traffic and I went to run. And my shoelaces had been tied together <gasps> by Billy Bunter. And I did a face plant. <gasps> yeah. Nearly died, Rosemary, on the car is coming. Very, very speedily. Luckily, we're far enough away that I could stand back up and like retreat to the oh bank. Oh, my yeah. God. That is awful. Literally nearly died. I could be dead right now. I could have been killed that day on the dual carriageway. And how would Billy Bunter feel about that? Probably fine. I, th- I don't even think mom like called the school to complain. She was not my advocate. No. I think mom's just like... She was your advocate. She was always calling the school to give out on your behalf. Was she? Mm-hmm. About what? The time that like the teacher gave you 100 lines to... Oh, because misspelling a word I spell correctly. Yeah, because the teacher didn't know how to spell lightning. Lightning. And she sent you... Actually, but the thing that I think is just so... This is so mom. She goes, well, I called the school and I said, listen, I got... She got 100 lines. I must not. What was it? I must spell lightning correctly or something. Oh yeah, and I had to, because I had to write, had to write the write word it, wrong a hundred yeah, times. The incorrect word a hundred times. So you corrected and said, actually, excuse me, teacher, <laughs> lightning doesn't have an E in Go, it. And the teacher said, don't, you mustn't interrupt your teacher. Go and gave you, moon tour. Yeah, and gave you a hundred lines to write spelling the word like lightning. And so mom called the school and said, listen, she's been given a hundred lines to write. And I said, and so did she not have to write them? Mom's like, no, I gave her the hundred lines to write anyway. Misspelled. Because you interrupted the teacher. So she was all about the... So maybe she wasn't an advocate for you. She was an no, advocate she for... 
She was an advocate for anyone. She's she was an advocate. She was a grammar advocate, just like me. She's a she's a live and let liver. She's just like you'll be grant. Yeah, yeah, you'll, you'll be, be grant. Did, did it kill you? Did it, I was about to say, did it kill you? Are you dead? Yeah. Well, it could have. I mean, those shoelaces. Did it kill you? Almost. Like literally almost. Okay, sorry, back to the point. Oh my God. Yeah, sorry, I distracted the fact from your most embarrassing moment of your life. Oh, I can't God. even cope Should have walked that. away before I started tying the laces. Way before I started tying the laces. I just, but I feel like this is like, I mean, it's so weirdly intimate is the part oh, that so I find disgusting. Weird. It, oh, it was so, it was such a weird, oh, there was a weird dynamic. I mean, like I just can't imagine oh. if somebody that I was giving a, you know, an official what feed dressing whatever to. yeah got down like on one knee with their head bowed and started messing around with my shoe I'd be like this is so uncomfortable <laughs> you'd be having PTSD you'd be flashing back to Billy Bunter <laughs> I would I would not again no I didn't see Billy Bunter doing it oh so if I looked down and suddenly found that somebody was tying my shoelace that would be Billy Bunter or if I just turned around and fell flat on my face that'd be a Billy <sighs> Bunter but like oh my god it was god. someone else and you're just blaming him all these years it wasn't it was him he was delighted he was he was pressed his little <laughs> stubby nose up the back win- window oh yeah you're going to choke on that tea better swallow that please I'm fine so the vision of the stubby little nose got I me I can't even cope with that well I have I don't think I've ever I mean I stayed with a boyfriend that I actually genuinely was like I think I hate this guy like hate yeah and you stayed- also sorry you walked down on the street when that guy asked you to walk down remember he was like you're too tall yeah but that was the beginning of the date I know you shouldn't have gone on the date as I'm saying you should have I mean- walked away at that point Oh, yeah, but I mean, I didn't need to because then he skedaddled. He went in to buy his drinks, allegedly, oh, yeah. and then disappeared out the other side of the bar. I was so, arsehole. yeah, absolute arsehole. That You're right. I mean, that is one of the moments where I'm like, why was I sitting there being so polite to this guy who was so rude to me? And then also he, and then like, you know, final nail in the coffin, he then ditched me. How annoying. <sighs> yeah. You know. Okay, what else? Has, what anybody, else ever, you... has anybody ever walked away from you? There's a different one. Has anybody ever said like, sorry, this, oh yeah, they have. Sorry, this isn't for me. Sorry, I told you we'd have a great time, but sorry, this isn't for me. No, no, that was a text message. What? I told you we were in love, dying to meet you tomorrow, but now I decided actually we didn't have any chemistry. Wasn't that like a... a Oh, shut up. (laughs) He didn't say we were in love. He just was like, I think, what did he say? He said, I think you're the soundest person I've met in ages. And then he said, I love, I've just listened to three episodes of your podcast. It's hilarious. You should be a comedian. What? These were all the texts he sent me the night after our date, Beatrice. Was this your other podcast? Yeah. That wasn't even very funny. funny in that podcast. Fucking. But I mean, it was very earnest. It was very serious, like serious some, topics. But there were some bits that were funny. I must go back and I must miss them. I remember I interviewed Anna Shields McNamee, who's a playwright, and she'd written a play called My Dad's Blind. And I was like, we were talking about her her dad, and she was like, I was like, do you ever lie and just like tell him that you're like, like six foot two? You know what I mean? Or that you're like, got re- like you look just like Catherine Zeta-Jones. Oh, gosh. I get it, yeah. yeah that was funny. Hilarious. And she said no, but that she did often slag her sister. Like, if she and her sister were having a fight, she'd be like, well, dad's never even seen you. Her little sister. Because she was born after the dad went blind. That was awful. Oh, my God. Your loud laugh is her joke and it's her blind dad. That was my other podcast, How to Be Sound. You can listen to that wherever, you, wherever you're listening well, to Well, I'm going to go back and listen to it because I missed all the funny bits when I listened to it first time. <laughs> You just didn't listen to every episode. I did. Of course hmm. I did. I was one of your hundred listeners. 
I'm only joking. Oh God, I'm only you're joking. Really on form today, aren't you? I should walk away from this conversation. Yeah, I know you should. That's why you were looking a bit panicked. Like, only joking. Yeah, yeah. I am. I'm only joking. Don't go anywhere. Don't go that anywhere. Was supposed, no, no, no. That was. That's a, go, that was. Go. Have you actually given it up? That was a very good podcast. Genuinely, I had decided late last year that I was going to revive it and do a mini series. Uh, oh yeah. Which I kind of started and then just didn't get around to finishing. But I still think I will do that. So oh, yeah, that was good. Make, about well, basically, women, right? well, it was going to be all about like journeys to motherhood and talking to like a few different women who had had babies in different ways yeah not like yeah like one out the vagina one out the, no but i mean like oh IVF, and then talking about like, like somebody who'd had a baby on their own and yeah a couple who'd adopted and blah 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 i think that would be interesting i, th- I think it'd be interesting too but uh i just it's on the just, list it's yeah. on the list it's hard it's hard to get work done when you're lazy so has anybody ever surprised you by saying just just saying you know what this like forget it i'm off I mean, and not coming back, you know no, what I mean? That's not, the like, not like mid-conversation or anything, I don't think so. Do you, you know think it would be it? okay? Like, I mean, th- the problem is, you see, I think when I, back to my headline, when I think about like, I'm not, it's not, this place wouldn't be a good fit for me and I'm going to leave. Like, the thing is, when I have those feelings, when I get the job, I'm like, I'm going to take it. Like, I know, I know. You know, I think now I would be much more likely to say that wasn't a good fit, but I just can't imagine standing up and leaving because I also would be like, I, I want to see this through in case something changes my mind like an interview yeah. is a very short period of time to be so sure I mean and maybe you are so sure but like yeah I'd be wanting to kind of say well like you know let's let's finish up this interview and at least then I can go off and make my decision kind of thing you know what I do think interviews are very similar to dates in the sense that when I approach an interview I'm like I really really want them to like me and it doesn't matter who I'm on the date with or it doesn't matter what the who the interview is with but I'm like I need like I need them to want me and then Sometimes if I'm on a date and the person is like, you know, I had a great time. I'd love to see you again. Even if I'm like, we have nothing in common. I do not fancy that person. I'm like, yes, they like me. I'll totally go on a second date. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then you'll worry about whether you like them or not. Yeah, which I think is a very female thing, to be honest. Well, I, I think interviews are hard anyway, because like you're, it's, it's, you're right. It is like dating, but even interviewing is hard because, you know, you have the person come in and they're telling you basically what you want to hear, right? Because mm-hmm. even if they don't take the job, they want to have the offer. Yeah, so that they can use it to barter whatever else they're doing. Or just even so they have the option to take it or not take it, right? But I mean, we've done, you know, I've done a couple of things in the past, like, you know, workshopping with candidates to kind of get a better, like, what are they like with the team? What are they like hands on? What are they like? And it's just, it's still so unpredictable, you know? When you interview people, do you, like, do you go into an interview going, I hope this is the one? You know what I mean? Like, I really hope this is the person. Uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, because like usually you really want to fill this position. But I mean, I wouldn't be going, oh, maybe it'll work out. Maybe they'll be grand. Mm. You know, it's more. It's just hard to tell. Like it's usually, yeah. are, you know, are there any major red flags or tells, you know, like does the person kind of talk in this in the singular the whole time? Like, you know, I, 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 I. Oh, you know, do they not talk about teams? Do they not talk about like solid examples of things when I go I like to you know um, elevate the level of the work versus like can you give me a couple of examples I always find that really hard though you know when people say can you give an example of like a challenge you faced in work and how you overcame it I always go completely blank even though I know I'm going into an interview I know these questions might come up but they're also kind of nonsense like because nobody you know everybody kind of goes well you know what you know what would you say is probably your you know, your what what weaknesses would you have? Oh, well, I'm really a perfectionist. You know, like oh, this know, nonsense. Yeah. Like, what are you? I mean, yeah. what are you supposed to? You're supposed to say like, well, my timekeeping is really bad, and people find that really annoying. You well, know you know what? what? Nobody's going to say that. In in my later, like in the last couple of interviews that I've had, I've started saying I'm not the best person at taking criticism. 
and I know that and it's something that I'm trying to work on that like when people criticize my work I find it really frustrating because because I'm frustrated that I'm not doing it right you know what I mean mm-hmm. but that like I get pissed off and I'm not pissed off at having got the feedback. I hope you don't say pissed no, off. No, I don't say pissed off. I'm like, but I'm not annoyed at having got the feedback. I'm just annoyed with myself that I'm not getting it. You know, which I mean, maybe is like, I'm a perfectionist. Yeah. But it's also kind of going, you know what? Like, I'm not the person who's like, thank you so much for that feedback. Like, I do look annoyed. <laughs> I do get annoyed. <laughs> like, remember at the Irish Times, <laughs> I got taken aside and was like, you know, we've just noticed that like whenever you're you're giving feedback, you look really <laughs> pissed off. And I was literally like, it's just my face. <laughs> you're like, I am though. Yeah, but, but I'll like, get it. But I'll also get over it. Yeah, yeah. But like, I am pissed off. But I'm not pissed off that you've told me this. I'm pissed off that I'm not getting it. Do you know what I mean? I'm yeah, pissed off I that think, I did it wrong. I think the thing that people forget, though, like you're looking pissed off, is that it's actually really hard to give feedback. Like in a way, you know what I mean? People mm, are reluctant mm. to give feedback because for exactly that reason. So then, if you on top of all of it, you then look pissed off. It makes that person reluctant to give you feedback and then resentful of you too. You yeah, know? yeah. Because they're like, well, this one doesn't want to hear doesn't want to hear what I have to say I'd be delighted if nobody ever gave me feedback ever again if you could go back in time and pick one I mean I would obviously go back and not tie that lace right but if you <laughs> could pick one example where you just wish you had stood up and gone this isn't for me but it was like a job or a conversation or a I date I think it's the guy that I dated that I knew I didn't fancy it's a different oh, guy yeah. different guy oh. different guy that I went I met him in a bar with Julie in Paris and she like went off and snogged his mate tall good looking sort of Swedish looking tall guy and I went and snogged like I didn't snog him I I agreed to go on a date with the less attractive of the two think like Robin Williams with a very floppy fringe age 30 right oh, and well, I think Robin Williams was kind of attractive when he was well no like angry Robin Williams then, okay, right like okay. just very kind of black greasy Robin hair Robin Williams as Mrs. Deadfire yeah I mean I really just shouldn't fringe. have done this right and then he called me up and said, do you want to go on, you know, do you want to meet on Saturday? And I was like, okay. And he goes, well, I live over here like an hour and a half away. Meet me here at this park beside my house. And I was like, this isn't really very like, you know, chivalrous. No. So, I mean, A, at that point, I should have just said, no, you know what, thanks. I can either meet you in the bar across the road from my gaff or forget it, right? Right. But instead, I'm like, well, I better go. And so you schlepped all the, the fucking way out this, this is like, this is, I'm never going to be leaving an interview. You know, I'll be like sitting at the end going, just want to stay longer and have some more chats, even though I'm definitely not going to take this job. Anyway, Would you like me to tie your shoelace? Oh, my God. It doesn't God. look very well tied. So anyway, I get on the subway on a Sunday afternoon, like it took me an hour and a half to get over to the park. He then sits in the park where he hadn't brought any food, nothing, no wine, nothing. He sits in the park like in a full suit. Oh, no, no. Sorry. I should rewind. And then at the end, he goes, well, do you want to go to my house for a drink? And I'm like, OK, instead of like what I really want to do is like, no, I want to go home. But no, I actually met him out of the subway. I arrive at him. I waited five minutes for him. And then he crossed the road in a navy suit. It was roasting. It was like you know, 30 degrees summer day. And he comes across her with a tiny pair of little girls' sunglasses on and his floppy hair oh, in his eyes. of course. And I was like, what? I said, oh, what are these sunglasses? He goes, oh, they're my daughter's. It's all I could find. Now, I didn't know he had any kids. I'm like, oh, he actual tiny girl actual sunglasses. Actual tiny girl sunglasses. Oh my God. Goes, I, I couldn't find my own, so I just threw these on so my eyes don't get sore. Now, I should have just been like, oh, see ya. Yeah, you could have just squinted. Take one for the team, yeah. buddy. <laughs> Cut my losses here back on the subway to finish my three-hour round trip. No, instead I go parch in the park with him. 
and then up back up to his house for drinks and then admire his like ceramics. Ceramics. Oh, it was absolutely <laughs> appalling. Not to be confused with Santa, who was actually a kidnapper. This is a different story. Oh, yeah, a different story. No, no, no. This guy was just like, oh, he made me, oh, he made me go through all of his photo albums. I should have just gone. He goes through all of his photo albums of his ex-wife and his two kids and their house in <laughs> Brittany. So rest up looking at me. I know I should have just been like, what I mean, the wine was in the house. You see, that was the secret. <laughs> should have gone. Should have left. Should have, would have, could have. That's why I love this song. A man could be like, do you want to come down to my dungeon in like beneath the, the subway of Paris? There's wine. <laughs> That's not, funny, like, yeah. that's not funny, Rosemary. That's not funny. It is, actually. <laughs> You'd be like, what kind of wine? I'm kind of kidding. Of course I do. <laughs> an absolute idiot. You'd be like, it's actually Ribena. Oh, well, I'll try it. Anyway, the moral of the story is nobody's really good at walking away from anything even when they should. Don't ever tie anyone else's oh shoelaces. That's the moral of the child. Story. That's the, no, the moral of the story is never I just I can just imagine you licking your lips oh oh no but you've taken it to an even weirder (laughs) place it's already so weird the moral of your story is of the story is only tie shoelaces of your own relatives yeah your own children or your relatives over 75 no I meant like your relatives they're your kids yourself or your relatives only oh, yeah, tie, but, I just, but I mean like even your cousin tie, like, can tie their own shoelaces. You're making this very convoluted. Oh. Don't tie other people's shoelaces. Just keep it at that. But a kid, if, if you're... Like, in so, the workplace, don't oh, yeah, tie not in the other people's shoe, shoelaces, okay? Okay. 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 Finn. <laughs> if you're a manager, only wear slip-ons. <laughs> just in case. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Not Without My Sister. Email us notwithoutmysis at gmail.com and let us know the stories about when you should have walked away, but hopefully didn't, because it'll make us feel better. Yes, thanks. Thanks for listening. Bye. Not Without My Sister is produced by Liam Garrity, sound and original music by Don Kirkland, and our original illustration is by Lindsay Nielsen. Not Without My Sister is a member of The Warren. As is our podcast, The Critter Shed. For more great podcasts, hop along to thewarren.ie. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Manny's and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 